connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Jimmy Palmiotti, and you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Now pay attention and stop playing with your dick. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially, like I'm so nasally, I can't like continue <laughs> doing it, uh, the, the, the official, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con. Unofficially the official yeah. podcast. 2017 and beyond. Yeah. I am Ryan, and I have my fellow nerds, including Zach and James and Brad. And every week, the Real Nerds go see a new movie, and we podcast our experience of the world. This week, we saw The Founder. So what? stay tuned till the end of the movie. We'll end of the show. We'll <laughs> review the movie and uh, yeah, talk about movies we've been watching, movie news, and stuff that's coming out on Blu-ray. Oh man, you too, Brad. What? What per- is it? Like seventy-five percent of us are all sick because I've been sick too. I, I don't know. We're I just, think like it's a... just that I woke up like an hour ago. Oh okay. I thought we were just like a petri dish an of a hour podcast. Ago? Gosh. Yeah. Man, I've been. Really I forget bad what the, schedule I, lately. I forget what that's like. You know, having a kid. <laughs> I slept in today. I woke up at seven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, me too. Nice. And it's hard because you know my my uh, my shift is so weird yeah. that I woke up with like this weird like headache, and mm-hmm. but like not like a headache where it hurt, but it just felt weird. Yeah. So I took Advil and I went back to sleep for twenty minutes. I, I had the same day. I bet I or the same the same feeling this morning. I bet we've we've clearly got like the same weird sinusy. I know we got to stop yeah. kissing during movies. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah seriously how how long is it until the new hoodlums get to take get to come in and then you don't have to work midnight shifts anymore uh well they got to pass fto so i think they start when I, uh i'm going to disneyland in february so i think they start the week i go to disneyland and then so three months of may oh, okay cool 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 yeah that's not so bad and so we'll see though i might have to stay on nights because i remember when i got a fto i worked days to help with uh in case I needed help, because the chief and lieutenant were both there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, which is fine. I mean, um, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, good. You know. Good, good. What do you, what movie are you missing when you go to Disneyland? Do you know? The Lego Batman movie. Oh, man, that's too bad. Or, I mean, I don't work that... I leave on a Saturday morning, so if you guys want to see it that Friday night and we then podcast Friday, yeah. then we can do it. But if you don't want to, I understand, too. Well, we'll talk about it when it gets closer. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be quiet because my kid's asleep. Oh, no. Oh. He needs naps. <laughs> Just quietly sneaking through the room. All right, here we go. Don't you wish you'd still take naps like that? I do still take naps like that. Do you? I don't take naps. No, that's not true. If you get carried across the room? <laughs> I wish, that part I wish, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, if, if there were a Saturday where I didn't have any... Okay, yeah, it hasn't happened in months. There, but every now and then, about four times a year, there's a Saturday where I got nothing to do when I lay in bed and take a nap. My favorite thing used to be when I uh, didn't have a child is on Sundays, I would watch uh, like the Broncos, and then towards the end of the afternoon, it'd be golf would be like the PGA Championship yeah. or something, 
and I'd put on golf and I'd like drift away and fall asleep. And then I'd wake up and they'd be just like, you know, five or six holes later. Yeah. But I still got to see the end of the tournament. And yeah. It's the best. But that's how you should watch Legend of Bag of Vance, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Just wake up. I, I have no desire later. to see it. So that's how uh, I, I used to love doing that. Like on a Saturday, my dad would, would fall asleep in his chair watching, watching golf. And I would go lay down on the couch and watch golf, quote, with him and take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to I want to get old and have like a steady job where I only work 40 hours a week and just on the weekends sit and watch golf. That sounds great. That'd be nice. Yeah, I Man. I worked 72 hours this week, I think. Ugh. And I was sick. I was so sick last Thursday. I got sent home. Well, <laughs> and I yeah. never get sent home. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't even ask to be sent home. I was going to try to power through it that my shift partner <laughs> called uh, the chief yeah. and the chief came in at three in the morning to relieve me. Oh, wow. Because he's like... It, I mean, I, I threw up from, like, midnight to 2.35 times. Oh, man. Yeah, I couldn't stop. I was so sick. Oh, that's terrible. And uh, the chief made a good point. He's like, well, Ryan, how are you supposed to be in a f- be effective if something goes shit? Yeah. I was like, well, I think I could rally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, dude, if, we have to, if I have to go, like, you know, arrest some, some like, wife beater or something, I'll just throw up on him a few times yeah. and he'll, he'll stop fighting me. Someone at gunpoint, you're sweating, you're, like, hand shaking. <laughs> like, yeah. Sir, are this. you aware that you're... <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. Just take me to jail. Just make that guy stop puking on me. (laughs) That'd be that'd be non that'd be non physical compliance. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it would be physical because I'm actually you are you're touching him with yeah yeah, you're touching him with your mouth excrement. That's that's technically can be an assault. Would I be charged with assault with for that? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'd have to look in the statue. An Idaho Springs police officer assaulted a victim this this week by vomiting all over them. And that's sometimes what happens. That's how Ryan got in the news. Yeah. That'd be funny. One of our guys got in the news because he was chasing a cow on the side of a mountain. <laughs> and, and he said... Like a real cow? Not yeah. like an elk cow. Yeah, like, like a, a real, real cow. cow. Weird. And Matt's like, uh, you can't oh, tell that's me, up. can you? I'm like, Matt, you can see your your head and... <laughs> It's it's you, bro. There's only like five of us in yeah. this whole station. Like so, you're the only blonde guy. Come on. <laughs> so he owes uh, he owes us ice cream. Uh. If you get on the news, you have to buy ice cream sandwiches. <laughs> Dude, I like that. Yeah, it happened a couple months ago. There was a crash with State Patrol, and Rich got on the news, and he's the same thing. He's like, you can't tell that's me. Rich is six six, <laughs> <laughs> wearing sunglasses with his arms crossed, looking yeah. disappointed. Mike Rich, that's you. You're the only giant in a uniform. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Ryan, it. you and I saw a movie together this we week. Did. It was yeah, weird. It was weird. That hasn't happened in a very, very long time. Yeah, um, it happened to work out. It was just like late enough in case my like time ran over. Yeah, but I actually got it off on time, and it ha- very rarely happens. Well, and I would have gone earlier. I just I woke up at like nine on on Saturday and looked, and the, the first showing was the nine thirty that you went to, Brad. Yeah, and I was like, "There's no way I'm making that. That's not gonna happen." Uh, and then there wasn't another till one, so it, it just worked out really well. Hey, buddy, are you, are you growling or taking a poop? Can you say red rum? Red rum. He was making like that that funny little, you know, gravelly noise. He did. He's gonna go do something. He said. <clears throat> what he's doing? I don't know. Yeah, poop, yeah. pooping. That's what we do. <laughs> you know what else we do? We go see movies. We do. Brad's around town. Looking around town, we bring. Brad's going around town looking for movies to read. If these guys keep laughing over it, I'm never going to be able to edit into the show. <laughs> so I'll sing it. Every, I'll sing it live every week because it's Brad's around town. So this week, uh, the Esquire is doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show in cool. the room. So 
Yay. <laughs> They're once every three months showing? It's yeah. like twice no, a month. Like, yeah, it's, it's every month like, or so, yeah. You know, it would be a good week for, you know, something new. Yeah. But uh, but it always, it, I mean, or at least the, the room always sells really well. Yeah. Um, so That's like a guaranteed yeah. revenue for them. Right. Um, but other than that, you can uh, go to EFP Talks on Wednesday at the Bug Theater. I don't want to go to me, that. <laughs> watch me stumble through a presentation of <laughs> how to make a short film in under two hours. Oh, well, I'm sure it's going to be great. Your guys' poster for it is badass. Thank you. Did you get? Did you take like special photos of yourself to do that? There's no way that you had photos that looked like that already. No, that we you could Photoshop. We set up in Mike's house. Oh, okay, and good. Put it on a tripod, and I had a remote clicker. Yeah. Then we had to get his wife to do it because <laughs> the remote wasn't working. It was very sure. difficult to shoot yourself. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and then. Yeah. Uh, Next Tuesday, the 31st, is open screen night where you can see Thunderbolt 2 in 3D. Cool. And uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and the <laughs> after show in 2D. <laughs> how is... Uh, and like 10 other films. How does the 3D look? Like now that you've remastered... Or did you get a chance to like yeah. do the second remastering or whatever? That's why we'll get one in this one today. It's, oh, okay. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's almost done. It's got cool. A, there was a blank spot that I got to fix. It's coming out all right. Well, yeah. good. That's exciting. So yeah. that'll be ready to go. Hey, Kellen. Kellen, tell us about the party you were at. Were you at a party? Huh? Were there lots of pink balloons and... Uh, and ladies? women on the same cycle? Right. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Man. Get it because they're all together? <sighs> terrible. You're just terrible. There you are, buddy. Kellen, you can tell us about what movie did you see this week? Finding Dory? Hmm? Yeah. What it's happened like, in Finding Dory? Dad, I'm not listening to you. I am too... And I got no time to listen to yep, you. He doesn't give a sh Nikes. Nope. He's got to take his Spider-Man car with a sure. lion on it. So, <laughs> yeah. this week on Art House Asshole, Henry saw not an art house film. I know. He saw <laughs> Live by Night. And here's Henry's take on the Ben Affleck gangsta thriller. I love art house movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. What's up, Real Nerds? It's Henry giving you an update on Art House Asshole. So, uh, this week, I was supposed to watch Dogtooth. That's what I announced I was going to watch. Instead, I got sick, and school got hard, and I got lazy. So I'm not reviewing that this week. Instead, I'm reviewing Live By Night, the new Ben Affleck film, which I did not like. Uh, I mean, it's... I have a lot of issues with it. Maybe I I might have to rewatch it because I was sick when I when I saw it, but that might have gave me a little bit of a bias. But yeah, I was not a fan of it. Uh, I don't have much else to say about it other than I didn't like it. Read my review if you want my full thoughts on it. Uh, but yeah, I would I would skip it if I were you. I think there's just a, there's just multiple multiple problems that I had issue with. Uh, but yeah. Next week, we'll be doing Trash Humpers, the Harmony Corinne film, which will be an interesting film as well. So uh, hopefully you guys like that one as well, and I hope you guys uh, like whatever you're watching this week. Bye. I think he was a little less forgiving than you guys were. Um, he did not like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, even you guys were kind of like, yeah, it's okay, but... Yeah. Yeah. But Henry took it to Nothing, a different level. Wrong. Yeah, well, I think his expectation was Henry it's a Ben Affleck movie. No, no, he doesn't. He is an asshole, if you will. So um, I thought it was... I mean, Henry is really harsh on it. I don't think it's as bad as Henry said it is, but what do I know? Uh, <laughs> Artist objective. Maybe I'll have to go see it. Yeah. But you can read the whole companion blog on the website, realnerspodcast.com. Yeah. yeah, be sure to check it out. To see exactly what he said wrong about it. Yeah. Yes. He's written some really interesting ones lately. It's been good. Also, just so you know, Sue Duff's new book, Stack a Deck, comes out February 2nd. Cool. 
at online retailers. And I read the press release. I can't. I'm not sure if it's at Barnes and Noble or BarnesandNoble.com, but you can get it there. So uh, cool. check that out. I hope she's. Uh, I hope she'll be at uh, Denver Comic Con this year. I hope so too. She's a nice lady. She is. She's great. Always like her. Go check out our interviews with her the last like two or three years. Yeah, she's fun. And we also uh, hopefully we'll have a, a sponsorship soon. Oh, a yeah. new one. <laughs> a new one. We can. T- I'm just going to tease people that we're going to get it because I don't right. care. Yeah. If we don't get it, then oh, we're going to get something. We should. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before that. This is what's playing at the Alamo Draft House next week. Yeah. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton. Hi, I'm Mark Hamill. Hi, I'm Elijah Wood. This is Seth Rogen. I'm Christopher Mitzblas. I'm Arn Star. Welcome to the Alamo Draft House. In a Lonely Place presents Anatomy of a Murderer with oh, James cool. Elroy. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um, the Deer Hunter Beer Dinner with Upslope Brewing Company. Cool. Children shouldn't play with dead things, which is an Italian film. Oh, if you buy, I think if you're a Victory member right now, you can get some free tickets to that. Um, it's an interesting movie. Yeah, they should call the Deer Hunter Beer Dinner the Beer Hunter. Oh, oh man, such missed totally opportunities. Awesome. Oh, man, <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit lighthearted for the Deer Hunter, but still. Um, El Mariachi is also playing. That movie's badass. That movie is cool. Oh, man. Do you remember when Robert Rodriguez made cool movies? Yes. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was about 20 years ago that movie came out. Maybe yeah. longer. Yeah. Desperado is awesome. Love PBS Desperado. Kids at Alamo presents Ready, Jet, Go! What is that? That sounds I don't cool. Know, but it's, isn't that the name of... Uh, oh, no, it's Jet Set Radio. I love yes, that game yes. on Dreamcast. <laughs> That's a different thing. That's one of my favorite games on Dreamcast. Uh, Nasty Woman presents The Hitchhiker. Which remember, if you uh, buy tickets to that, um, your uh, ticket proceeds go to Planned Parenthood. So yep. I highly encourage you guys to go out there and see a good movie and giving to a charitable cause. Yep. Uh, they also have fraud, the Friday movie party. So it's Friday. You haven't got shit to do. Go see Friday. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, City on fire. I don't know what that is. I don't either. I bet, the, I bet it's. I bet it's fun. And Twin Kellen, Peaks. Wait, Kellen, Kellen, Kellen. Wait, you're gonna break everything. There you go. Good job. Twin Peaks uh, Firewalk With Me, which is the film, the sequel film that is no good. Junk. But but maybe you should go see it. Wait, David David Lynch makes junk? Uh, Yeah. Except for the the straight story, which is really good. But everything else, pretty much garbage. News to me. Uh, Yeah. Also, uh, they've got silence there right now. This is probably the last week they're going to have silence. So if you want to check it out at the Alamo, um, the clock is ticking. Mm, I wonder why, because no one's seeing that movie. No, no, totally. No, no. Uh, no one is seeing that it's movie. It's like people don't want to see a three and a half hour long movie about religion. About Christians getting getting crucified? Yeah, no. <laughs> but I really oh, wait, wa- they get crucified? I'll see it. I really want to <laughs> see that movie, and so I got to go this week. <laughs> That's why I bring it up. So It's Scorsese, so I got to go this week. Oh, see, look, I, oh, look I would almost not go see it because it's Scorsese, and then I, you know, the trailer is like a, a James movie. Now, Kellen, you're, now you're just trying. Of course he is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't, you don't know that about a kid. They do things to get attention and cause distractions. Uh-huh. And... Yep. Oh well, he's a nice boy. Yeah, he's all right. I've always liked. Yeah, him. he's he's saving the lion. Um, oh, with his Spider-Man truck. Yep, it's pretty good. I mean, you have to. You yeah. just can't let lions run free. No, no. What is this Madagascar yeah. movie? I, I always love to how my kid tries to engage Brad and just ignores him. Just like, I don't know what he said. Like, <laughs> you, you don't have to know what he says. You can still, you know, 
You can still be like, uh, I'm okay, Kellen. You could say, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> it's okay, then buddy. I'm gonna be sucked into a loop of like uh, him saying something else I don't understand, and then I'll say that again. You know, you want know, me to help you? Uh, okay, Kellen, say something to me. Really? There you go. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Exactly. No, he didn't. He doesn't. He doesn't care. Exactly. Dad, Dad I don't do what you say. Cool. Just, just make stuff up. That's this week. Yeah. This is real news. Yeah. It's real news. So Sony is apparently meeting with a whole bunch of banks um, to theoretically sell off their TV and film divisions, uh, which is pretty crazy. Um, huh. the, the interesting thing is that the insider who, like, or the source that has sort of leaked this is saying that they, they kind of want to wait because they really think that the Emoji movie is going to do well and they have a franchise on their hands. <laughs> and so if it does, they think they'll get a higher valuation. Um, Patrick so, Stewart's the shit emoji. Yeah. And here's the, here's the, <laughs> here's the problem. Uh, I'm terrified that they might be right. <laughs> like, I did you see I, the trailer for it? I've seen. I yes, or I think maybe I, it's a teaser. Yeah, I think I saw a teaser. I, I don't know that Bill I saw Hader? a full length trailer. No, it's T.J. Miller. Oh, it's T.J. Miller who's the uh, depressed one. Man. Oh no, no, not the depressed one. He's the the lead guy. So oh, Bill Hader okay. might be the. So what? I mean, what's the what's the premise? I don't even know what the premise of it is. I'm sure it's a feelings. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's, it's probably like so a, it's like Inside Out, but devoid yeah, yeah. of any feelings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's actually no emotion in a movie about emotions. You um, might be right because Angry Birds did well. So no, I'm sure. I mean, it's <sighs> or you think they'd wait till after Spider Man, dude? In a <laughs> yeah. in, in Donald Trump America, I'm pretty sure people will pay to see any kind of bullshit. Anyway, um, a dog's purpose uh, canceled its premiere this week. <laughs> yeah. um, this is we talked about this after the show last week because I think you had had trailers for it before. Yeah, hidden, mocking hidden figures. Yeah. yeah, and I I didn't even know it existed, and then ended up watching the trailer. After all of the like leaked footage came out this week of them, it's not even it's not the forcing a dog into the water part that is disturbing. It's actually the end of the video where they almost drown the dog and everybody freaks out and the video cuts off and you go, oh, they weren't really paying attention very well. And so there's a lot of they're they're investigating just whether or not you know the the animals were being treated well on set. Um, which is never a good controversy to have around your movie. Well, sometimes um, actors don't want to do what you want them to do, so you got to force them to do it. Well, here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah, there's something different there. The, you know, I, I think the problem, it, it's too bad, because the thing I've heard the last few years in, in certain documentaries and from certain people is that, you know, some of the people who are, like, animal trainers in Hollywood are not really, like, professional animal trainers. You know, like, yeah. there's those people who, like, have a grizzly bear that they've raised and they really trained it. And then there's people who have, like, a dog that they say they're an animal hander, but it's, like, they can't actually get the dog to do anything. You know, like, they're not really professional animals for performing. And so, uh, you know, I'm sure it's one of those things where if you're the director and you think you've got this professional animal handler and they end up just being sort of a goof who has a dog... Um, you know, I could see you, especially in a case like this where you've got a lot of animals, getting in some pretty hot water pretty quick. But it's, it's not a real great video to watch. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, so, it's... and again, like I said, it's not the, 
get not having a hard time getting a, a dog to jump into the water. That's not the part of the video that's really disturbing. It is. It's that little end piece where like its head pops underwater and doesn't come up, and you go, "Oh shit, y'all are stupid." Like you put a man in a green screen in in, in a green suit in that water and cut him out of the film. Yeah, and then I mean, that way the screen right behind him already. So. <laughs> right, like yeah, like why are you even doing? Fucking CG the water in. I don't care. Just film a dog in a pool. Like it's gonna yeah. be just fine. But then we'd be back here in like six months, being like, "Oh, that CGI water was so fake." Yeah. <laughs> I was totally never a, gonna see. Yeah, I was totally. But well, here's the thing. So then I went and watched the trailer. I was like, "Oh man, not that it looks good, but it does look emotionally manipulative in a way that I might enjoy." Like, well, yeah, well, you go do it. Now you're supporting people tr- drowning dogs. Oh, no, I'm not going to go do it now. But I feel <laughs> bad because, like, like, Dennis Quaid is in there, and Dennis Quaid looks really good, and he's like, I'm an old man, but I, I've got a sensitive heart if this dog could make me love again. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to make Dennis Quaid love again. And when I see that, I'm like, this looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. De- but Dennis Quaid. Hey, and you're coming to a guy who watched two Slumber Party Massacres this week. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Speaking of sad things, uh, Miguel Ferrer, Ferrer uh, died this week at 61. Bitches leave. Yeah. <laughs> he's always like the bad guy. Aww. Even in movies where he's supposedly the good guy, yeah. he always turns out being the bad guy. Oh, absolutely. He's got that long face that just looks evil. Uh, or at least he did. Star Trek Three. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. That's actually where the news broke for me because I follow like Star Trek on Facebook, mm-hmm. and so I'm scrolling through, and all of a sudden I see his face in like an R.I.P. But it's him from Star from Star Trek, and I was like, Oh no! Oh man! Someone posted uh, uh, something. He was in this movie called Blank Check that I forgot. Like I. Oh, that's right. The Disney movies. movies. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Way to bring oh. up. Way to bring he up gets memories. in the blank check. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Man. And then he realizes what a mistake he's made. Yeah. This kid is taking all his money. I forgot yeah. to write in numbers. Oh, no. You punk kids. Uh, Interesting <laughs> trivia. His um, cousin is George Clooney. Oh, yeah. His mom's Rosemary Clooney, right? Yep, and his father was Jose Ferrer. Huh, that's yep. cool. Man. Um, so uh, in the aftermath of the Star Trek fan film lawsuit thing of last year, um, it's at least sort of announced now that, that the movie Axanar that had sort of it was a fan Star Trek film that uh, sort of spawned a lot of this whole thing or pretty much did uh, is going to get released but they're releasing it in 15 minute segments um, because the rules now say like you can do pretty much whatever you want with a few exceptions you can't make money doing it and it has to be shorter than 15 minutes um, so alright you know at, at least that thing's going to get released and the people who've worked really hard to make something cool um, That's fair. Can, yeah, can get to see it. Uh, I'm going to say that's not really news yet until something happens. So uh, This Is Us got renewed for two more seasons. That show is great. People should be watching This Is Us if you're not already. Um, so anyway, that's news. Unless I missed any news. Uh, there's a badass new trailer for Logan. Oh, there <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man. I got to see. You want me to play it? Y- yeah, play it because Patrick Stewart says fucking it. <laughs> Hello? You know, you gotta pay for that, right? Hey, come on. Not okay! We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. 
Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. What girl? Go get her. No. Holy fuck. And we're down. She's like you. Very much like you. I am not whatever it is you think I am. She needs our help. Someone will come along. Someone has come along. This is what life looks like. People who love each other. A home. You should take a moment. Feel it. You still have time. Two days on the road, only one meal and hardly any sleep. She's 11, I'm fucking 90. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It is. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, oh, they're sticking claws in everybody. Every trailer for that movie makes me so excited. <sighs> yep. Man. Looks so, fun. Someone told me uh, they didn't understand, like, what's going on with the girl. I'm like, she's like mini Wolverine. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hard to understand. She's <laughs> like, okay, guys, she's X-23. Let's just move on. Like, it's yeah. obvious. Well, I can understand them not knowing, like, X-23. Like, oh, I don't no, even for understand sure. X-23. But, like, yeah. clearly it looks like a <laughs> a young Wolverine. Yeah. 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 Or it doesn't matter. It's she's like, some little girl, and he's got a protector. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. It's going to be all right. And through her, he's going to understand more about himself. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, uh, I mean, in the comics, she's a clone of Wolverine. Yeah. That they got from, you know, when he was because in the Weapon Wolverine, X program. Yeah, because Logan is actually a woman. Um, he's just a real buff woman. So, yeah. Comics tons are, of testosterone. The comics are really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think James yeah. has ever read a Wolverine comic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I read all the old man Logan story. Oh, that's I, right, you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's, he, I, I really wish Did you listen the, to Johnny Cash while you're reading it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember like, or, uh, when they announced this, uh, my first thought was, it's really too bad that they can't get the Hulk in here because I really want him to have... The actual story of, of Old Man Logan is like, he's living in California on Hulk land and he can't pay his Hulk rent. And so the, the Hulks all come and try to like kill him because he doesn't pay any of his Hulk rent and then he kills a bunch of Hulks. Um, yeah. Old man, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then and then Hawkeye shows up. Well, so then he leaves and Hawkeye shows up and then he drives across the country and uh, Cal- Colorado is now full of uh, dinosaurs, like T-Rexes, that are all mm-hmm. covered in the symbiote, uh, like the Venom symbiote. So there's like Venom T-Rexes chasing them in a Jeep. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but no, the actual story of Old Man Logan and the ending with, with Mysterio is fucking awesome. Like, it's a really, it's one of... Anything with Mysterio is awesome. Yeah, it, it's one of those <laughs> stories that, like, just about the time that you think, like, oh, man, um, uh, not Frank Miller, uh, Mark Miller is kind of a hack, then you go, you know, like, he puts out a story like Old Man Logan and you go, oh, shit, this is why people really love you. It's so um, funny that... Uh... 
Mysterio uh, <coughs> is in these, like, because he also did the Daredevil one, well, the Kevin Smith Daredevil, where he's trying to drive Daredevil insane, and then he, like, kills himself at the end. Oh, yeah. And you don't find out it's Mysterio till almost the end. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he's an old man Logan where he's a goofiest like Spider-Man villain. But yeah. if he's used effectively, right. I think can be an awesome villain. Well, and that is, I mean, spoilers for the book that won't have anything to do with the movie. That came out eight the years The whole ago. premise, well, yeah, <laughs> but the whole premise of old man Logan at the end is sort of that, and it's not a new thing, but is the like, hey, if, if Spider-Man's rogues gallery fought the X-Men and the X-Men rogues gallery fought the Avengers and, you know, and vice yeah. versa, that they could actually defeat each other. Um, and it is. It's a when they reveal what Mysterio does to Wolverine, you're like, oh shit! Like it makes Wolverine such a cool character. Old Man Logan, at least, such a cool character. Um, but yeah, the movie yeah. looks like it'll be good too. Keep on holding out for Mysterio in the next Spider-Man movie. I think I've said that last four Spider-Man Fingers movies. Crossed. Hey, well, even better though would be what if he's not in the next one, but he's in the next one, right? So like, if he were actually the villain of Homecoming two or whatever they'll call it, like that would be cool. You know? Yeah. If they keep making them, eventually... How many cool Spider-Man villains are there left? Well, I still think if they did Craven's Last Hunt as a Spider-Man story would be awesome. Yeah, But I think that would be like the third one. Because it's so dark. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see Spider-Man fight a giant rat man. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking that one of the interesting... Or one of the problems that they're going to have is that like... Unlike with an Iron Man, because Spider-Man is a kid... Like, you always have to have him keep getting older if you keep using the same actor. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I've i said this many times. I Right now they have Spidey as a multi-billionaire like a Tony Stark in, yeah. the, in the main Spider-Man stories. And they didn't want him married because it makes him seem older. I'm like, really? Him being a multi-billionaire industrialist doesn't make him older? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. to me, that makes him way older than being married. Or at least less relatable. Yeah. And, yeah, he built the company in like five years. Yeah. And, you know, uh, since we'll do this, I'll tell everybody you should pick up, uh, if you're looking for a fun Spider-Man story, pick up Spider-Man Renew Your Vows. It's written by Jerry Conway, who wrote The Death of Gwen Stacy and a bunch of classic Spider-Mans. And it takes place in an alternate universe where spider-man and mary jane never got divorced and had a little kid that has spider powers oh and uh mary jane has spider powers so they're like a spider family fighting bad guys okay and it's really it's really good and it's drawn by ryan stegman and he's a really great artist so if you want to pick up kind of a different spidey and have fun it's pretty great like the second issue is from mary jane's point of view and it's really funny because she's um stopping crime and while she's stopping crime she's like going through what she has to do as a mom so, like, she's beating people up, and she says, okay, I got to drop off Annie at school, and I got to do... It's really funny. Yeah. Um, and talk about how she's a multitasker. It's really great. Cool. Um, so, yeah, renew your vows. Go to Colorado Queens Cards and Comics and pick, pick that up. up. Hopefully there's still some left. I don't know. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Because it seems to me that one's going to be, like, a low print run. Yeah. But maybe not. The talent behind it's really good. How long ago was it written? Uh, I think it's on its third or fourth issue. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's running now. Yeah, it's running oh, right cool. now. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. So make sure you pick it up. We also purchase movies. This is what's coming out on Blu-ray. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Zach? Uh, Inferno's out this week. In 4K, apparently. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a 4K of, of Inferno. Ron, Blu-ray.com Ron, didn't give it that bad review. They give it like three point five out of five. I'm, I I want to check it out. I like I like, I like Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> I like Ronnie Howard. I like Felicity Jones. And and I 
I love even Casey the even the, the the second one. What was the second one called? Demon, Demon Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons. Even that one, I was like, all right, you know, it's not great, but it was kind of fun. I think Blu-ray.com's biggest issue with the movie was it wasn't as dark as its like premise made it out. Oh, to. yeah, because the book the book is darker. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. As dark as a Dan Brown novel is really. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the Light Between Oceans is out on Blu-ray this week, uh, which I'm oh, kind I of excited about. The candor. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to see that, so I'm gonna probably get, try to. She's try to do Laura Croft. Yeah, she is. Uh, that's the movie where Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander steal a baby out of the ocean and then don't give it back. Maybe. Do you steal it when it shows up, or you just save it? Hey, it belongs to the ocean, man. <laughs> Uh, you walk to the Kraken. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you see the Kraken. Alicia <laughs> Vikander in the courtroom. <laughs> speaking of things that the ocean has laid claim to, uh, the USS Indianapolis movie starring Nicolas Cage, I'm uh, on the Indianapolis, which has got a subtitle of "Men of Courage," um, is out this week. It's got to- Tom Sizemore and Tom Jane in it. Um, wow. That's a that's actually not a bad lineup. I know two toms for the price of one. Look at this! Look at how young Nick Cage looks on this cover too. Man, they have photoshopped <laughs> the hell out of him. Um, oh, I guess it's photoshopped now. It's no longer airbrushed. <laughs> can you see? Yeah. Can you see the sharks on this cover? Doesn't look like it. Anyway, based on the incredible true story of so, do they have Robert Shaw Charles. narrating? The I was just gonna say <laughs> movie. Uh, it, w- it would be great if like he he bookended the story, uh, or like no, it would be great if like men went in. Yeah, like they do. They do the whole story, and then just as the boat goes down, they just cut to that scene from Jaws, play it in the credits roll, and you're like, "I give it two stars just for that." Yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, "Great excuse to watch that scene from Jaws. <laughs> Pretty good." Uh, David Bowie's "The Man Who Fell to Earth" is out this week in a uh, some kind of a funny collection thingy. I think it's just a limited edition, like big box set thing. No, oh, David Bowie's dead. Let's um, capitalize on it. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's a three disc. No, it's not Criterion. It's a three disc. But it might be a port, just like they do with RoboCop. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, but it doesn't have like a, any kind of special branding on Did it. Did you but pre-order anyway. your Scream Factory RoboCops yet? Two and three. Yeah, they start taking pre-orders. Oh yeah, make sure you pre-order them because yeah. you don't, you won't get the slip cover. Oh, All right, man. well, yeah, I'll get on that. I think then, then you put, might as well just burn them if you don't get the slip cover. Well, totally. The cool thing with the slip covers is that they put the original poster art as reversible. Yeah, so you get two covers. That's cool. Uh, Sherlock season four is out on Blu-ray this week, so I didn't realize that that had already come out. So. I guess I'll watch it at some point. Um, but I know for a fact that I will punish myself and at some point rent I'm Not Ashamed, the Pure Flicks released super Christian mistelling of Columbine um, that Blech. couldn't be more offensive as a trailer and probably will be pretty offensive as a film. So be sure to check that Does shit that really out. need a movie? No. <sighs> I, I just. I mean, I know the trailer made just makes movies, me so but... furious. Yeah. Hey, they're making an Aurora shooting movie. Yeah, I, mean, it, I heard about that. It's not even a documentary; it's a I, dramatization. I think you could make a a movie out of it. That's just so the not the right one, and so exploitative of of the events. Like, and they've they've twisted around actual like actual people's lives and at least it seemed based on the trailer mm. um which is really a shame uh so anyway um but things you should check out uh wait until dark is on blu-ray i think it already was but i think this is probably a better edition of it it's but it's just the the warner brothers archives yeah um there might be special features on it yeah there might be um it's an awesome movie if you haven't seen it i've talked about it many many times so you should check it out uh it's like a, a much cooler version of that movie 
from last year where the there was the blind man. It's kind of like that, but in reverse. Uh, boy, did I get that get a wrong get? Wow. Boy, did I get a wrong number? <laughs> oh, Starring thanks. Bob Hope. <laughs> thanks, Zach. Phyllis Diller. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, so check you, that out. Give a. If you have a craving for Bob Hope movies, which I don't know many people who do, I kind of like his face on this cover. That was pretty good. <laughs> he's like he's looking into one g- blue phone and one pink phone and going, "What? what? I got so many phones." <laughs> uh, the monster, which is just some kind of horror movie, it looks like. Yeah, I have that coming. Oh is yeah, number ten from last number year. Number ten. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that one. Oh, man. See, like, the cover here, when you describe it, it sounds really cool, and the cover here is just a gross monster. Yeah. Like, this just looks like a normal horror movie. Yeah, the original poster so art is way better. Him. It's like, uh, it kind of <gasps> looks like the original poster for Tusk. Did you mention that Scott Speedman was in this movie? I did. <gasps> He's in it for, like, two minutes. I need to see this. Let me guess. They don't show that monster on the cover until, like... 45 minutes in the movie. No, he's yeah. in it. He's well, in it pretty far, pretty soon. Oh, okay. Well, then the uh, it's almost too bad cuz the monster looks kind of lame on the cover. Like like the eye, the glowy eyes and that yeah. kind of stuff. I don't know if it looks better in the movie, yeah. but here yeah, like you can borrow it when I get it. Okay. No, like uh no, he shows up pretty early in the movie the monster does. Did you see it in the theater? No, I rented it on Xfinity. Oh, cuz it was okay. only it played for only 2 days at the C Film Center. Oh. And I was working both days, so it's hard for me to like when I sleep it's hard for me to get up at five and drive downtown to go see a movie when i have to be back at work but yeah, yeah. and the c film center is okay <clears throat> yeah no, i like it yeah and then uh last but <laughs> definitely not least uh there's one more horror movie that right here on amazon says it's releasing on january 24th of 2017 it's being released by arrow and it's a little movie called <laughs> Blood Rage, what? <laughs> which now means that we have announced Blood Rage was releasing this week like seven different episodes. I mean, I own um, it. Yeah, you already <laughs> so, own this So movie. sometimes with Arrow, I do know they release non-special editions of their movies. I think I mean, that must be what this is, but the, even like the poster here is the cover. I mean, it makes it look like this is... This is just a yeah, normal and it release. Says two disc special two edition. Two disc special oh, edition, wow. comma special edition. Wow. Maybe this is a double special edition. Maybe man. this is a better You're version. You're telling me I didn't get the ultimate yeah, edition of Blood like, Rage. They're double dipping, man. They, You're missing you, out. There's an even better version of Blood Rage out there. Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I saw that, I about died. I was like, no way. He's like, they, Zach, don't, don't say anything. Right. Don't say anything. <laughs> How many times are they going to release Blood Rage? Yeah. Man, maybe it just sold so well that they're like, we got to re-release this, guys. The thing is, is uh, horror movie fans like me usually buy that stuff up pretty quick. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like collector's editions. Well, I just think it's funny that Blood Rage, of all things, and, and after they postponed it seven times or whatever it was. I know. Um, I had it pre-ordered, I think, for three or four months. Oh, yeah. No, we really did. We announced yeah. it three or four times um, on the show, so... I think by the time by the time it actually came out, I think I remember us saying like, "So it says it's this week, but just we'll wait and see." You fool us six <laughs> times, uh, shame on you. But anyway, uh, that is everything on Blu-ray this week. Cool. We watch movies too, besides the movie of the week, in a segment I like to call "What We've Been Watching." So uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what'd you watch this week? I actually didn't watch anything no <laughs> I've, been, yeah. I've been re-watching deep space nine star trek deep space nine that's about it that's a good one um i guess the only thing i can say about the second time around is uh, I, I, watching it, i just felt like 
you know, there's a few not great episodes. And I was just thinking back to like living through the, the time that they aired. Yeah. And uh, it seems like today there's just so much pressure that like every episode of every series has to be like a home run. Yeah. Um, and back then it's, it felt like not that they were trying to make bad episodes, but they were just like, <laughs> they're just trying to get episodes out because yeah. they're making 30 of them at a time. Well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you're right. Cause I mean, I think now very few shows do like the 22, 24 episode seasons. Now yeah. it's 10 or 12 so they can f- focus more on making them better. Yeah. Where, yeah. well, and the writer's rooms are also a lot different, right? Like in the, in the nineties, especially with next gen, but also I think some for, for, uh, for Deep Space Nine, I mean, they would have like spec scripts sent in by fans and end up making those into episodes. You know, like you just had these large writers team writing teams, and you had writers who, you know, if if um, not J. Michael Straczynski, uh, who's the guy who who created Battlestar, um, who also came from DS Nine. Anyway, um, Braga? everybody, what Braga or no, 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 he's he, shoot, he's the, he's the guy who created um, Battlestar Galactica, the new one. Um, and I can't, his name's on every, everyone at home is screaming at us. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Ronald D. Moore. Yeah. Yes. Um, like you, when his episode, when you see his name on an episode, you know, it's always going to be like a political space politics episode and that kind of thing. You've got the people who really like writing the episodes about the Bajorans. Um, you know, so I think there was just so much disparity there too, that like, they don't always feel, they don't always feel week to week like one big story. Like they're not because you've just got all these people writing different yeah. wacky little stories. Well, I'm in season three right now. And it's still like before it becomes really serialized. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was just nostalgic for a day when, mm-hmm. you know, an episode would go by and like you wouldn't as a fan hear much of anything. Yeah. <laughs> <You're just laughs> There'd like, be no hate. <laughs> okay. Online. It would yeah. just be like, Hey, we got an episode of something we love. Right. And then yeah. they moved on with their lives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you would just sell. I'm sure they the got really letters making them. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. We never saw those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, I think I think what you're really saying is you're longing for a time before the internet when <laughs> things you loved couldn't just get shat all over for yeah. no reason. Yeah, um, like you could take a knee for a day and not. Yeah, yeah, <gasps> yeah. Um, that anyway, that's it for me. Cool, cool, cool. I'll go next. Brian's watching the football game, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is fine because that was really good. This incredibly lopsided football game. I know. No, that touchdown was great. Um, yeah, so they got a lot the, more to catch up with. Yeah, they do. If they can go do something good about four more times. Um, so uh, only really two things. I started watching the OA, which is a show on Netflix. Um, I'll probably talk about it again in a couple of weeks when I've either finished it or gotten a little further in because it's not. Is it a sequel to the OC? No, <laughs> no it'd, be, it'd be a prequel. <laughs> yeah, that would be you're right alphabetically. Um, it's a so it's a sci-fi show it's not it doesn't get your hooks it get its hooks in you in a stranger things kind of a way um but it's basically about this woman who is uh like she was she was kidnapped as a kid and so she's been gone for i don't know 10 years um and the the one sort of interesting sort of hook that that i'll spoil from the first episode you learn it in the first like 20 minutes is that when she was when she disappeared she was blind when she comes back she's not and there's clearly like like she knows what was going on when she's gone. And this is, I think the reason why you end up feeling a little distant from this character is because the character has all the answers and is choosing not to tell you. And so you're, you're watching this story unfold as she, she shows up again at the beginning of the episode and like, you know, then she, she's like kind of trying to um, integrate herself back into normal life it seems like she'd probably like to go back to wherever she's been, but she doesn't know how. And there's people there that she misses. 
Um, and so there's just the the mystery itself is is interesting, um, and the sci-fi elements to it seem kind of cool. And it definitely seems like there's like it's going somewhere that I'm going to enjoy. Um, it's just more of a slow burn. And and I think the way that it's built, that that whole thing of you know the character knowing and you not, kind of distances you from from you know really falling in love with the characters. There's nobody that I just like adore the way that you know the first episode of Stranger Things. You know, there's a couple that you love the kids, you love Winona Ryder, like you know I don't know who I'm quite rooting for because there's a lot of just weird stuff happening. Um, but I think it's worth checking out. I think it's an interesting show, and I'm gonna I'm I'm looking forward to continuing it. Uh, but the big thing that I got to see this week was uh, on Friday, uh, Rafe sent me a text and was like, hey, you want to go see Triple X? And I was like, fuck it. I hate myself. Why not? <laughs> um, and so I went. He actually asked you to come over and watch porn movies. When you said Triple X, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, when, when we got to the theater, turns out that the showing that we had chosen we would go to was a 3D screening. And so I was like, sure, fuck it. Wow. I'm just You're questioning paying for Justice League and you're like, yeah, I'll just spend money on in for a dime, 3D. in for a dollar. <laughs> like, hey, you know, this is one I could at least this like, you know, maybe maybe it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun at this movie. And I am not kidding. And you can even go talk to Ryan Rafe too. I should I should have had him on the show just so that I don't sound like a crazy person. So the deal is this. This movie knows that it's stupid as fuck in a, like, Expendables 3 kind of way and embraces it completely so that I would compare this closer to a torque, you know, where there's big dumb stuff happening and they're, like... Yeah, it's called Vin Diesel. Tongue fully inserted into their cheek the whole time. So there's a... um, the there is a whole like uh, zero g fight at the end where there there's a plane crashing and you're watching the guy who plays the the um, the martial arts like the the Jedi from the last Star Wars movie you're watching him doing pretty cool like uh, fight scenes on this plane Donnie and Hans then the in this movie? yeah and then the um and then the 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 gravity all goes away because the plane is starting to crash right so they go into like that vomit comet thing though they do it terribly so like. The angle that the plane goes at would rip the wings off, but whatever. Um, so, like, he's flying around in zero-G, like, shooting guns at people and, like, grabbing them and throwing them different directions. And it's a cool, completely stupid, but cool action scene um, that ends with Vin Diesel getting up from the pilot's chair and running like a cartoon yeah, chair. chair. Yeah, yeah, it looks like he... <laughs> DJ Caruso shoots this movie like it's a cartoon. So there's these weird shots like that where he's running, you know, um, almost like he's faster than than a person could be down this there's plane. Also in the trailer, um, he's snow skiing down a mountain with no ski. No, I mean, no yes, snow. no, that's the beginning of the movie. Oh my god! So the movie starts. Okay. Ryan, you'll probably get, have you ever played like a Just Cause or a Far Cry? Yes. This is like a Just Cause movie where like the physics don't matter, the story is crazy, the main character is silly and stupid. At one point, he's like, "I gotta go to London," and and Tony Collette's like, "Why are you going to London?" And he goes, "I gotta get my coat." And then he's <laughs> so he goes to London and gets his coat, where he then proceeds to have an orgy with six British women for apparently no reason. Like it but just it's happens. Thirteen, so I'm not gonna see any boobs. So I don't no, care. No, no, uh, fine. I'm just <laughs> saying there's this insane scene where like he's having this dumb conversation with this woman about like, and she's like, "If I touch the computer, why?" She's not Vin Diesel. I don't know why I'm doing Vin Diesel's voice. <laughs> 
if I touch the computer, I'll go to jail forever. And and then, like, all her friends just walk in and bang Vin Diesel. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Is it because of the coat? Um, it's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, so the movie starts, he, like, he climbs a tower. Spoilers for Triple X, but people probably shouldn't go see this movie. Um, but it is oddly fun to watch. Um, he, like, he climbs a tower like you're in an Ubisoft game, and he unplugs this thing, and then suddenly there's just skis on his feet, and he jumps off of this tower and skis down this thing, and you're like, oh, what's he doing? And then he gets, <laughs> so he, he, he lands on a shack, and the shack's full of kids, and, and he, he gets the skis off, and he jumps out of the thing, and these, like, you know, cops are chasing him, because they're like, what'd you do to our tower? And... He jumps into the shack and the kids are there. They're like, Triple X, how you doing? They got a big skateboard for him. They hand him the skateboard. It says Triple X on it. And you're like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? And then he starts skating down this hill really fast. And there's like old ladies waving at Triple X. So how do they know him? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) Um, Apparently everybody in this village in in the Dominican Republic really loves Triple X. And he's like, you know, in order to avoid getting hit by a truck, like... You know, there's an old man driving a pickup, smoking a cigarette, and he, like, leans in the window, and he's like, hey, old man, in, in, like, his terribly stilted Vin Diesel trying to pretend he knows Spanish dialogue, where he's like, hey, old man, you mind if I lean on your truck for a second? And he's, like, still skating. But the skating sequences, like, the the speed, you know, skateboarding down this hill mm-hmm. are actually shot pretty cool, like... It's kind of a good little action scene, even though it makes no fucking sense. And then he gets to the bottom, and he's running through all this stuff and, like, not parkouring because Vin Diesel can't parkour, but you know he wants to. And then he gets to this place, and he takes the thing, and he plugs it in, and then all the TVs in town turn on so that they can watch soccer. And you're like, oh, because Triple X is a good guy. He's saving the the cable TV for everybody. You're like, what the fuck is this silly movie? But it knows... So another example is later in the movie... After after all of the women have done this, like, you know, cool, we're shooting all the bad guys sequence, um, Ice Cube shows up, because fuck it. And when he does, like, he, of course, that does the most... I'm in the motherfucking Triple X movie. Yeah, he is. And he does, like, the most obvious... I'm I'm suddenly turning my back to the camera so that I can turn around and look at you and look cool, and then everything that Vin Diesel, that Ice Cube says is just awesome. But in like the again, just shitty dialogue, like who gives a fuck kind of way. I mean, it really is. This reminded me very directly of like an Expendables movie, but like without all of the without all the salary, just with like the you know tongue in cheek. Here's a dumb action movie. Um, it's. I had a lot of fun. I can't recommend it because it is so stupid. Um, but by the time it was over, like I turned to Rafe and we were both like smiling ear to ear, going, "What the fuck did we just watch? Like, how did this so movie actually?" Is Triple X like his, like okay. alter ego name? I'm pretty sure because I can't remember. Like, I I haven't seen the original since I saw it in theaters. So, and I never saw a State of the Union, which is the Ice Cube one. Um where they didn't have enough budget to put the scars on Samuel L. Jackson's face. Um, so I thought that like Xander Cage had like a, 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 like a YouTube channel or something called triple X where he would do like awesome videos or some shit where he'd like jump <laughs> off of shit or like save the jungle uh-huh. or something like that. But in this one, triple X is like a government agency, like a, an arm of the CIA where I it's, think it's his double O number. Well, yeah, no, well, it's kind of like um, in in this movie, it feels like Triple X is like the CIA's version of that last point of the, the Point Break remake, where they're like, 
I didn't you know, see it. I no, I know. Well, but I, no, I mean, if you remember the trailer where it's like, we need extreme sports guys, you know, like that's their idea. There's even a scene I where asked he's... my wife and she said it's because he's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, <laughs> um, it's like, uh, ah, shoot, um, I was going someplace and now I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, no, like, but he's still. So he has Triple X tattooed on the back of his neck, though, which he uh, had. Maybe that's how they know him. That he had that at the beginning of the Does first. Does he mention movie. anything about family? No, he no, he doesn't. Mm. No, um, though at the by the end of this movie, it's a fucking Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> like by the end of the movie, you've got uh, your wife's favorite haircut, uh, Ruby Rose, is in this movie, and she's actually really great. I don't. Um, who's Ruby Rose? Oh, she's the she's uh, in um, Orange is the New Black. Um, mm, and she's nope. got she's got your wife's haircut. Okay. Your, your wife stole her haircut, um, and uh, and she's badass. Like there's a there's a really pretty cool like uh, couple of ladies gunfight uh, near the end of the movie. Oh oh, here's another ridiculously stupid thing. One of the people in the crew that is supposed to be like this crew that you like. James, you are way too excited talking about this. No, movie. I know, but just listen to this. So one of the people in the crew, they go and pick him up, and they're like, "We need this guy on our crew." All he is is like a a a, a um like a uh like a DJ. So anytime, only thing he ever does to help the crew is like they'll go into some place and he'll go find the music and spin up a rave so that there's a bunch of cr- like so that the crowd gets riled up so that no one can shoot Vin Diesel. Like he doesn't actually do anything but spin music well. So there's and Vin- he's a member of their crew. So there's a mission where they like they have to go stop some terrorist in a museum. They're like, okay, you go yes. find the DJ booth, and he goes like. You can't find it, and they're like, abort mission, abort mission. Like, <laughs> no, it really is. Like, there's a like, scene. Go home for the day. Where you, you can't use you. There is a scene in a jungle where there's like they're at. You know, they're they're meeting up with the, uh, the where all the these terrorist people are, and that's exactly what he does. Is he like he goes and finds the music and puts his head up and then starts spinning DJ music to make all the ladies dance so that no one can shoot Vin Diesel or find him in the crowd, and you're like. The, it's like if Ving Rhames in a Mission Impossible movie only had one skill and it was to make good uh, BDM music. Like, that. that's in this movie. What the fuck was I watching? Um, but it knows it. That's my point, is it, it knows it's being stupid. how excited you are explaining to me, you have given me no desire to see this film. <laughs> I'm sure. But my point is, it knows that what it's doing is incredibly stupid, and yet it does it anyway because it, it, it's just like... Here, here's a dumb thing. I hope this is fun. And it is. It's genuinely fun to watch. I was beside myself. Because uh, I was angry by the time the movie started because, like, the people behind us were incredibly dumb. And, like, their comments before the movie, I was just like, oh, fuck me. Why am I seeing this garbage film on a Friday? I could have been home doing laundry. Um, and then <laughs> then when it started, I was like, wait, what? what is happening why am I? Why am I smiling at this? Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. James Hart says it's comparable to doing laundry. <laughs> I'll say this: I had more fun at Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage than I like. Genuinely, more fun than I've had at the last two Fast and Furious movies. Okay, because those movies take themselves so seriously, you know where. Vin Diesel, uh, VD as I like to call him, is <laughs> not yeah, about apt. Is, you know, is not so like an infection that won't go away. <laughs> he is not taking himself seriously in this movie. 
which is very uh, interesting. Shoot guns and ski down the side of a mountain when there's no snow. <laughs> oh, he's it's, like he's it's like so what Tom Cruise does, but with bad ideas. But here's the thing. My point is, <laughs> when he's doing that in this one, like he's randomly. Some of these jokes seem like they're out of like a a Hot Shots style spoof movie where like as he's going down that hill on skis he's like suddenly jumping up and like doing a cartwheel and like doing ski tricks while he's going down the jungle and you're like what the fuck is this like it knows it's being stupid is my point like it feels like a spoof mm. um, and for that it's actually kind of fun it's crazy right. cool yeah. James <laughs> I knew. I've even told people, I was like, when they hear me try to explain why I like this movie, no one is going to believe me. And I don't. <laughs> Zach, what'd you watch this week? Um, myself not believing that I'd ever enjoy Triple X Return of Xander Cage. Um, <laughs> I uh, watched a couple things this week. Um, I got my first Warner Archive purchase ever, uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. So I decided to watch Yankee Doodle Dandy. Who doesn't like Yankee Doodle Dandy? It's a pretty fucking fun movie. Yeah, yeah, makes you cry at the end when he's tap dancing down the down the steps of the White House. I don't, I don't think the redcoats like him. Oh, oh, yep, that's that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't shoot until you see the whites of Jimmy Cagney's eyes. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm not sure if it's the one that I thought he deserved an Oscar for. But hey, you know that was the Academy back then. Um, I watched Hell or yeah. High Water again. Um, good. Yep. I, uh, I got it on Blu-ray and loved the hell out of it in HD, which was nice. Um, uh, there's, I, I got some of the subtler humor this time around than I did the first time. So, uh, I totally dug it. It was my number one movie of last year. You should check it out. Um, uh, the only other thing that I watched this week was, um, uh, the, uh, space race documentary from the BBC on Netflix, which is like a, it 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 was it was a lame ass docudrama, um, that does a yeah. Why is a British production company making a space race about America? I, they did and it Russia. about not just America. Yep, it's America and Russia, and um, interesting stories. I was mainly just after we um, watched. Oh no, that's true. That's not true. I did watch one more thing this week, but anyway, uh, the space race is um just a poorly produced BBC drama that has everything on the nose like it's just like i know we'll call it the atlas project or we'll call it like this like you just you, you can just see james going like <laughs> does it have kevin costner taking a crowbar to a colored bathroom to a no, to a kevin bathroom. costner doesn't destroy racism in this movie well then series, fuck so. it yeah exactly crowbar man he destroys racism with a crowbar yeah he destroys racism and with then a crowbar. and then he says at one scene your job is to find the geniuses out there right yeah, that seems. Now that you say it, I'm like, oh, that seemed that was a little dropped. <laughs> yeah. um, the last thing that I actually saw this week was I'm. So I want to tell this to the audience. We after the episode last week, we went on an odyssey to try to find a copy of Apollo 13 for me to borrow from Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't find it. Somewhere. It turned into like a full on investigation to the point where I was just like, Ryan just needs to go on the clock now at this point and it did. get updated gonna... to detective status. <laughs> it's like it's a statement about how big your collection is that like it was like a 15, 20 minute 
it's got to be here somewhere, but where is it? The whole time I'm like, it's okay, no worries, I'll just rent it on iTunes. No, no, we I need to, to look for it. We need to look for it. I was thinking we should add, add a new segment to the show where, like, each week for the rest of the year, we try to track down Ryan's <laughs> Apollo 13 <laughs> Blu-ray. <laughs> and so it's just like constant updates. Okay, yeah, still no, still no information on the location I, of the Apollo see, 13 Blu-ray. You guys Blu-ray. bring it up again. Now it's driving me fucking crazy. I know. <laughs> As we sit here, I'm I'm looking through them, going like, it's got to be like right there. It has to be. It's going to be somewhere like. Plain as day. No, it's going to be in the bottom section somewhere where where Kellen has pulled them off Kellen and gotten the them trash. all out of order. That makes sense. Like, or it's underneath the couch I, or like, something. Fuck space travel. I know. Hey, I got. I got to. Hey. Whoa, whoa! You don't say that in the presence of James. Not even as a joke. <laughs> um, but so I rented Apollo thirteen um, on iTunes. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's wonderful. Um, mm. I, I love the. I love you know it's one of my favorite like moments that makes me just like giggle like. A little schoolgirl is when he's just like, our vacation plans might have changed. Let's say the moon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Um, so yeah, it's one of those Ron, Ron Howard movies. It's uh, where it's good. And, good old uh, Ronnie Howard. Yep. Good old when it's Ronnie when, it, when it's a good Ron Howard movie, it's Ronnie Howard. Yeah, it is. So so it makes us you know feel more like he's part of us. Yeah. You know how you can tell the difference between the good Ronnie Howard movies and the not as good Ron Howard movies? Mm. The presence of Clint Howard. Just saying. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, that's true. He's not in Inferno. No. So now it makes sense. Yeah. And he has a pretty sizable role in Apollo 13. He does. Because yep. I, I was going to say, like, even Clint Howard is good in that movie. Yeah. Um, Clint Howard's yeah. good in a lot of things. Watch yeah. Rock and Roll High School. He's awesome in Rock and Roll oh, High School. Clint Howard is not in Rush, which is too bad. Yeah. I bet he's like, well, I bet he, he's like, he, he in can't a mask. be. That's about a rivalry. So you can only have two guys really in it. <laughs> it's about a rivalry. <laughs> no, he's probably changing a tire somewhere. He's just got like a mask on. <laughs> I'm going to say Clint Howard is in Rush somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Or he came by the set and he just went, I bless this. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it shall be good. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. Uh, that's all I watched this week. Okay, cool. I, I watched a few things. I watched uh, the documentary Brad recommended last week, Rats. Um, oh. My wife couldn't watch it. but I, <laughs> I bet, yeah. Uh, me, I was like, oh, whatever. Oh. I thought it was okay. Um, I mean, it's it's interesting how smart they are and how much of a nuisance they are. Uh, and it's, it, it is interesting seeing how different cultures around the world deal with them like yeah. the dudes in india that they get paid just to walk around and kill them yeah and you know they walk around barefoot and dig through trash and uh <laughs> yeah. it's basically like they get called out to people who are living in the streets and like yeah the rats are here and then they like pull them till they die yeah stretch their spines yeah yep. uh my wife made me turn it off at the point where they're cooking them uh but me i was like yeah whatever Mm-hmm. They're vermin. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but it was it, it was interesting uh, when they were in the. Uh, I, I did like that, like the rat exterminator guy. Like he was like the most cliched he's New York guy. guy. Yeah, he's like only good rat is a dead rat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never underestimate your opponent. Yeah, yeah he's like, like never <laughs> underestimate your opponent. He's talking about rats. Uh, it, yeah. it it is interesting when you think about how many there could possibly be. Yeah. In New York. Yeah. And they have no idea. They just know it's in the millions and wow. uh, how big of a nuisance they are. That's incredible. I think what gets like what bothers me is that they're they're a problem. And yes, but the, like the rats don't know it, you know, like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, just they're, trying they're, to survive. they're trying to yeah survive. And, you know, we're launching this like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, but you have, but you have to because I mean, yeah, it's just, it just, it's, it just sucks. Like, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel sorry for him. Whatever, they're disgusting. Yeah, that, yeah. 
that larva they pulled off that one in New Orleans though is like as as huge the bot fly thing yeah so yeah if you if you don't have like a strong stomach or anything you probably can't watch this or if you like my wife had pet rats so she didn't like it because I mean they're pretty brutal to them yeah and it's it's not a documentary where they just say oh turn away you know it's (laughs) they show them (laughs) Yeah. Getting like ripped apart and stuff, and yeah, it's dogs. Yeah, where did yeah. where did you watch it? it it's on, on Netflix. Netflix? Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, it's like a discovery, uh, discovery documentary. Yeah, but oh, it cool. must, but it must not be on this released on Discovery Channel. I don't think they would show that on Discovery Channel. Well, I think the C yeah. had it. The the, so, the Esquire had it for a midnight Esquire. Show. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah so oh. it must be just produced by them because yeah. I doubt they would show that kind of violence on or Discovery. Dis- distributed or something. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was interesting. So I mean, it went it went by fast. It was like two hours long, but it moved really quick. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, Morgan Spurlock <laughs> is really good at documentaries anyway, so it probably helps. Did it? And you're right. It was sh- it was shot like a horror film. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty interesting. Yeah, it shot really well. Yeah. Yeah, they had they had, they had some jump scares in it. I mean, I didn't jump because I'm a man, but uh, <laughs> and you didn't watch in the dark. Yeah, I did watch in the dark. Uh, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. cool. So it, it was fun. So it was a nice because I watched so many just you know straight movies. It's fun seeing a documentary every once in a while. Uh, I watched uh, my Blu-ray of Spanglish came in. Hell yeah! Um, and that movie's yeah, it's still a good movie. When 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 you were finished watching it, were you sitting in your chair and you were like? If I let my feet touch the ground, this 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 is all, is all gonna go away. <laughs> I was thinking that. Oh, what I what I what I liked about the movie a lot was it it doesn't end how you think a movie should end. Yeah, uh, it ends really kind of on a downbeat. Well, well this is a James the, L. The, Brooks movie. Yeah, but the bookend, the bookend of her writing a letter to college, I feel like, oh, is, yeah, yeah. is the uptick, right? Is the encouraging, like, hey, it didn't end up well for like my mom. But like this, all of that sacrifice has led to yeah. like, like her mom is doing all of these things for her, and so to to have that letter, you realize like, oh, she the sacrifices she's making yeah. are, do end up working out, and that you know? uh, that scene that's where so beautiful uh, she's translating for her mom oh. is is one of is maybe one of the best Just, written scenes because yeah. uh, he uh, you know Adam Sandler's character takes it and then he says something to her about fixing the clothes for his daughter and then they have this huge it's great yeah. uh, i i don't want to explain it because it doesn't do it justice but i um, i adore adam sandler is so good in that movie and the scene where spoilers for spanglish <laughs> well no i'll just say the scene where uh Tay Leone, like tells him what's going on mm-hmm. and he's just like there's he's got this great line where she's trying to explain and he just like yells at her and he's like just stop just stop like i, I think the whole earth just cracked in half mm-hmm. like it's such a great well-written sequence uh that feels so real in like a in a movie that could have been a lot more saccharine and oh, yeah. you know like here's this really emotional honest sequence it's great yeah i i agree it's and the, the blu-ray is good uh you can tell it's shot on film, so it's kind of nice. It has a softness to it. Uh, it just ported over the only two features that were on the DVD, which is like a casting and a HBO making of. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to have it on Blu-ray. It's cool to get the upgrade. Now I only need Little Nicky and uh, The Longest Yard for Adam Sandler on Blu-ray. Uh, the Longest Yard more so. Little Nicky I could probably do without. <laughs> But I haven't seen it in years, Little yeah. Nicky, and I'm always tempted to see it again. Would those be literally the only two Adam Sandler yeah. movies you don't own? Yeah. Well, and, you know, obviously the, net, the Netflix, Netflix ones, ones don't have Blu-rays But I'm yet, hoping but. that at the end of this Netflix run he does, they're going to release, like, a collection of them. Yeah. 
because uh, they just released a trailer for the new one, and is Adam Sandler talking like this again? And so we'll see. Uh, Are you going to break his movies out into their own section? I should, because yeah. I have enough If you've of got them, them all. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it was fun. Uh, if, if Jason Statham can have his own section, then Adam Sandler can too. Uh, you know what? I think you're right, James. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, I also watched uh, The Martian Extended Cut. Ooh, yeah. I, yeah, I dug into That's my cool. Ryan's vault again. The extended cut's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's just more story, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess you can say they trimmed off fat, but it, it, they took out like 29 minutes, so it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but the movie's still great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I still, my, my favorite line is still, I'm going to science the shit out of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's another movie that the extended cut was two and a half hours, <laughs> but it moves so fast. Uh, and for a movie, it's just like Castaway, for a movie where a dude is basically by himself for a majority of the film, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Man, that must, that movie was probably like way cheaper to film than we think. I'd love to go back and look at the budget. I mean, obviously you've got a lot of CG, but I mean, you've got one set. You know, like you could film that whole movie in a warehouse. Yeah, I, I it looks great on Blu-ray too. Oh, you've got all the stuff with the char- with the characters on the ship. Yeah, that part's expensive. It's probably I'm guessing probably ninety to hundred million dollars. Yeah, but still for a Ridley Scott like big epic yeah. film. I mean, it looks great, obviously, because Ridley Scott's really great with the camera. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I love I love that movie. And uh, the the last two things I watched, I watched Slumber Party two and three. Oh, Slumber Party Massacre. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, you say. Uh, let me not forget the massacre part. Uh, Slumber Party Triple X two and three. Yeah. So I, it, what is interesting about the Slumber Party movies is they're all directed by females. Oh, so cool! It's uh, for slasher films that are super exploitive to be directed by females is interesting. Yeah, and all the females came from Roger Corman. Oh, okay. So some of them were editors, some of them were production designers, hmm. and he wanted to give them an opportunity because they were so good at being maybe an editor or with their job. They said, "If you want a movie, what movie do you want to do?" And he kind of let help them get their star. So it's an interesting story. That's cool. pretty much how Corman. Oh yeah, I mean, his entire career. I think you know he gets a, he gets a lot of crap. I mean, James Cameron came from Corman, Joe Dante, so Scorsese, yeah. Coppola, like all those guys. So he's a really big influence in Hollywood. Uh, I've met him before. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> wait, wait a name. Yeah, drop. wait a name drop. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, we're talking about movies. I'm watching too. So shut your. Uh, so it, it's interesting. Because the first Slumber Party Massacre is pretty much a straight-up uh, slasher film where this dude with the drill bit goes and uh, kills these girls having a slumber party. Uh, the second one is interesting because it kind of takes on this, like, Freddy Krueger um, undertones to it where <coughs> the sister of one of the... Obviously, the sister from one of the survivors of the first Slumber Party Massacre... Sure. Uh, is having these dreams about a dude with a guitar that has a drill on the end. What? And her dreams is that he's coming to kill all her friends. And so throughout the whole film, and these films are funny because they're only like 72 minutes long. Yeah. So they're barely movies. But, uh, well, I should reiterate, though, they're super heavily edited, too, because on the Scream Factories, if you get it, they actually include the unrated standard definition cuts of it, mm-hmm. which are almost 90 minutes. So they took out almost 20 minutes of these food movies. Interested to see. Anyways, so in this in Slumber Party Massacre, she keeps on having these dreams. And this dude's like, I'm ready to rock and roll. And he's like a dude with like all black leather, like a Fonzie hairstyle. And these girls are in a band. And it's two girls from Friday the 13th. Part five is one of them. And then uh, part seven is another girl. It's the uh, it's the 
I forget her name in the part seven, but she's the girl who gets dragged underneath the water when she's swimming. And she's like, uh, when I saw the size of your huge wallet, that's all I remember about her. And she's like the ditzy blonde <laughs> who Jason drowns. And uh, anyway, so they're in this band and it's kind of a musical, too, because they break into music numbers. Weird. And then about 20 minutes before the movie ends, uh, there's this scene at the beginning where she's having a dream and her sister tells her not to go all the way with her boyfriend. And so at this point in the film, she's going all the way with her boyfriend in a dream or in real life, in real life. But she's dreaming about the driller killer. Oh, okay. And while she's going all the way with her boyfriend, driller killer comes into the real world. So I, I I don't know what it means. I guess don't have sex. (laughs) Yeah. And then (laughs) the makeup effects are badass because then he, he pierces dude's chest with his, uh, drill bit and it's like chunks flying everywhere i'm like all right i don't know what they edited out but that's pretty gruesome uh and then he has his guitar with a drill on the end he starts killing people and then he goes downstairs and starts singing a song to us uh it's really it's the story is, it like, um, is this like joseph josie and the pussycats yes. but a horror movie yes and it's i don't know i don't know how to like how i feel about it and one thing I like how interesting it is. Sure. Um, that I mean, obviously it's low budget, and they're trying something different. Uh, it's not I never fully explained on how he comes in and out of like the real world and dream world. Like Freddy is he's a demon who sure. uh, invades your dreams. Yeah. This guy I don't know. Stuck in the fifties. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> um. Anyways, he kills a lot of people, and then he gets caught on fire. So is it is it fun to watch? Yeah. I mean. And they also have a scene where, and they also have in Slumber Party Massacre 3, where the girls get up and start dancing to music and just start stripping and having pillow fights. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, just having like a, just to have a TNA quota would be my guess. Uh, it's the most gratuitous boobs you'll ever see in horror films. So would you <laughs> would you say that it is the triple X return of Xander Cage of horror movies? Uh, you know, I would. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Slumber Party Massacre 3... It's more of a straight uh, sl- slasher film. It doesn't. Oh wow, the series actually gets more realistic. Yeah, it, it, it ditches the fantastical. I was really hoping to see guitar driller guy again, <laughs> but he doesn't show up in it. And uh, it's about these girls who have a slumber party and they're murdered. But it's really shot not very well, and it's not suspenseful. Mm. So it's not. It's whatever. It's there. Uh, but the the funny part is is I say, man, should I tell the guys who the killer is? And then the only special feature they have besides a still gallery on the Blu-ray is a theatrical uh, trailer. And the trailer tells you who the killer is. Oh. So it's like the preppy dude Oh. in the movie. <laughs> and the movie starts off with, like, the weird guy who's staring at the girls while they play volley- beach volleyball. I love He's th- got to be the killer. <laughs> I love that there's a time when you were thinking, oh, I wonder if I should tell the guys who the killer is, as if you could spoil beach... Or, or, uh, <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre, Slumber 3. Party Massacre 3 for yeah, us. But the, but the trailer does, guys, so you can just watch okay, the trailer all right. and be spoiled. I was, I was going to watch the trailer before I watched Slumber yeah, really Party should. Massacre I mean, I have it. You can borrow it um, if you have 75 minutes to kill. Could, yeah. oh, oh, okay. It's only 75 minutes yeah. long. That's not bad at all. They put yeah. out the first one, the first Slumber Party yeah. Massacre one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah I'm sure that, that one probably deserved a release on its own, whereas yeah. the sequels, they were like, bah! Yeah. Feature. Again, what I love about Scream Factory, no matter the quality of the movies, they still take time even the transfers look great yeah uh it's it's pretty shocking how well the transfers look and yeah sometimes you get like major studio films that don't get transfers that good yeah uh 
so yeah, I mean, if you like 80 cheese slasher films, <laughs> I don't know if you can do worse, but <laughs> yeah, they're there. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I watched this week. Cool. Well, that's good. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw The Founder. Brad, should people see The Founder? Yeah, I liked it. Um, Michael Keaton's really good in it. Well, everyone in the movie's really good in it. Um, and it's it's hard for me to love it, though, just because Ray, Ray Kroc just... Uh, <laughs> Ends up just coming across as such uh, a jerk, um, ruining those guys' lives. So, uh, like, that's hard to digest. But otherwise, and hard the, to the, digest, you say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the beginning when he's selling the milkshakes, I feel goes on a little long. But uh, overall, like, uh, oh, the, the shake machines, yeah, yeah. And then and there's some like really quick editing. That I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow it down, guys. Um, when they're telling like the story, I'm like, I want to know more about like those two guys and less about Ray Kroc. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's good. James. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's a really interesting movie. I, I would I would echo a lot of what Brad said. Like, I think the performances are all really strong. I think for me, somewhere halfway through, and it probably dovetails with you know as Ray Kroc becomes more and more of a piece of shit. Like, I stopped caring as much. And it sort of became like a reenactment more than it became like a really great character piece. Um, especially a lot of the stuff like with his with his marriage and that kind of stuff where I understood where we were going. So watching it was just almost more more painful because of how like because of the time that it took because of how slow they were moving. Um, so I think it's worth checking out. I don't know. You have to run out and like see it in a theater, but like if you wanted to rent it, I think it's a really interesting story that's worth, worth, worth seeing just so you know, like, Oh, that's how McDonald's work. Did McDonald's works. So yeah. Zach. Uh, yeah, I dug this movie in a supersized way. Um, <laughs> Jeez, boo. Boo. <laughs> file uh, it. <laughs> you didn't even want like- another guy. <laughs> You playing that before you even saw the movie? Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I dug Michael Keaton's performance in the movie. Um, I wasn't as off put by what you guys were off put by in the movie. Um, I actually thought it was an interesting movie about making a deal with the devil in a weird way, and I always kind of like those stories. So yeah, but in this case, it's a it's a movie about the devil. It's not a movie about the people who made the deal. Or is or did he want or was he or is he the devil? Is he, he grabbed that no, dirt that's not, and that's wished. Really hard, so right. <laughs> that was the deal. Oh, I see. Yeah. What, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 that was yeah, kind of my. Anyway, I, I think people should go check it out. I have a weird feeling that if I had, uh, if if I had been able to see it last year, it might have sneaked its way into number ten in my top ten list because hmm. that's how strongly I felt about it. So. Cool. cool. I'm so so on the film. Uh, yeah, it's you're watching a film with a guy you don't like. So it makes it really hard to watch the film and that, and I, I agree with James is where it, um, it was interesting. I like the, I like the McDonald's brothers. Yeah. Oh, they're and so good. When it got to just focusing on Croc and how he basically swindled these guys out of money. I'm like, Oh, this is just like more by the numbers. We're just telling you what happened. We're not, yeah. uh, we're not, I don't know. Uh, the, the same director did saving Mr. Banks, where I thought Saving Mr. Banks had tons of heart. Yeah. And this movie just didn't have it for me. It's just you're stuck with Ray Kroc, who is an asshole. Yeah. And I mean, it, and it's not because Michael Keaton is great in it. Yeah. It's nothing. I, I think Laura Dern was good in it. But yeah. again, I didn't recognize just, it was her until the credits. Yeah. yeah. Again, you're just like, OK, I guess this is what he does. Yeah. And then we're going to do paint by the numbers until he gets control of McDonald's. Yep. Here's a trailer for the founder, which I've never seen. I know what you're thinking. 
How the heck does a 52-year-old over-the-hill milkshake machine salesman build a fast food empire with 1,600 restaurants and an annual revenue of $700 million? One word, persistence. Prince Castle Sales. Hi, Jim. Ray, how's it going down there? Good, swell, a lot of interest. We got an order, six mixers. To anyone in particular? McDonald's. Care for a little tour? We wanted something different, and that's when my brother here comes up with one of his brilliant ideas. Order's ready in 30 seconds, not 30 minutes. Unique, original, there's nothing like this. It's revolutionary. It's exactly what it is, it's revolutionary. What is that? The Golden Arches. It's a way to make the place stand out. Huh. There should be McDonald's everywhere. Franchise the damn thing. Mr. Crock. Franchise. 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 McDonald's can be the new American church. And it ain't just open on Sundays, boys. I am flesh and I am bone. Rise up, ting, ting, like glitter and gold. How can we be almost out of capital? Did you mortgage our home? We could lose everything. I want to renegotiate my lousy deal. I can't. Can't or won't? Ray. What? No! Oh, damn it. What you ought to be doing is owning the land upon which that burger is cooked. You're not in the burger business. You're in the real estate business. Franchise Realty Corporation. It's its own separate company, which puts it outside your purview. There's a wolf in the hen house. We let him in. When's enough gonna be enough for you? Probably never. You are to stop this instant. I'm through taking orders from you. You have a contract. Contracts are like hearts. They're made to be broken. Business is war. It's dog-eat-dog, rat-eat-rat. I want to take the future. I want to win. The brothers are your business partners. Make it go away. I don't care what it takes. That glorious name, McDonald's. I had to have it. You don't have it. You sure about that? It's funny you say the thing about, uh, um, shit. <laughs> and then I just completely lost my train of thought. Uh, well, I agree with you. Yeah. It's like by the middle, um, yeah. it, things like show up, like, you, you know, that there's a rift between him and his wife. Yeah. Um, and that's going to go, but it, it kind of gets shoehorned at the end. Mm. Um, yeah. It's like, and then he starts that new relationship with another girl. It's like two scenes worth. And it just, it just feels like they're just telling you, yeah, this is what happens. And, um, but it's it's funny that like yeah that you said that about how you're you're just sort of like reenacting that stuff because there's also literally a scene where we sit and just watch two characters tell us the story of creating McDonald's mm-hmm. right like there there's hardly any reenactment there like there's hardly any any drama there and yet actually that part of the story I found fascinating like I loved those guys yeah. so much that just sitting in a diner and listening to them tell their story was really yeah. engrossing and like seeing the stock photos and then watching them yeah. like work on the tennis court like how they create the yeah that which, was so yeah. cool which I read later was actually like implemented by White Castle years before they came up with it so oh, okay. they just happened to copy it you yeah know? they didn't have the internet then so right 
it's yeah. totally within the realm of possibility that they just they just both came up with yeah. the same idea. And you know, I guess the only thing that the McDonald's brothers had going for them at the end is the one guy grew up to be the Zodiac, so it's <laughs> it's totally cool that and the other uh, one what? grew up and the other one grew up to be Ron Swanson. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, the, he means the actor. The actor. I'm just kidding. The, uh, oh, he's okay. the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Um, he's also he's also the husband in Fargo. Yeah, yeah. which is really. Uh, but I mean, there's parts because uh, the director I do like like Saving Mr. Banks. He's really good at these. When he's just and when they're telling him how McDonald's works so well, yeah, I think it was really well done. You know, because it's I don't know. You just believe Nick Offerman and uh, I don't even know the other actors. I name. know. I'm Carol Lynch. Yeah, I'm just gonna call him Zodiac. And when Zodiac is you know going through and <laughs> well, now when I see that movie, I'll know who it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, you've never seen Zodiac? Oh, no. really? Uh, oh, oh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, because by the time you see John Carroll Lynch, you're like, oh, he's the Zodiac killer. Uh, like, well, I'll be watching scenes. He'll be in the crowd in the background. Right. Like, oh, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he'll come up. He'll come back later. Um, yeah, there's. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I totally dug like so. John Lee Hancock, the guy who directed the film, did uh, Blind Side, Saving Mr. Banks. My trajectory with him has slowly, gradually gotten better because I didn't like the Blind Side. I dug Saving Mr. Banks. I really dug the founder. Um, I think there's a progression of just him telling him a little bit more, more mature stories as he goes along while still keeping it. I was surprised how restrained this film was. There's only one F word in it. Um, and it's sure. um, yeah. and, and, and everything else is like suitable, like like a kid, a, a kid could understand it. Like we were required in high school to read Fast Food Nation. I, oh. You could show the same kids today, the founder, and they'd get the essential same story of how business works in America. Yeah. And this despondent view of like the how um, how persistence pays off in the best and worst of ways, I thought was just absolutely enchanting to watch. Like, yeah, it, but I dig those type of stories. So. And two, you know, it you, you, they paint Ray Kroc as kind of a bad guy, but at the same time, when you're um, ambitious and you're driven, oh, and yeah. these guys refuse to see what he sees right I, I can see where you'd make that leap is you know because they're stuck in san bernardino and they're just saying oh we have a nice little hamburger stand here and he's out there saying no you guys can make tons and tons of money yeah and you just don't realize how much money you can make right and you, you could say well, he gives them every opportunity in the world to jump on the bandwagon with him and i would totally agree there's two things that make him a complete and total piece of shit. Oh no, he's a piece the, of shit. The piano yeah. sequence. Oh yeah, and then the one percent. Which is a great sequence. I. It's a it's a good sequence, but it's almost like I at that point I wanted to almost check out of the movie because it goes so long and he's actually so disgusting mm. because he he can't even have a conversation because he's just like Linda Cardellini is so pretty and you're like okay great but seriously like this is how you're gonna do this like it's just so. Uh, thick um, that it's difficult to deal with that character and then of course there's when he really does swindle them out of millions and millions of do- well or technically Which I was confused by billions of dollars the scene before that they were talking about how the McDonald brothers um, were gonna like make a deal with him but they had to keep San Bernardino yeah and like a portion of residuals or whatever royalties yeah. but then I didn't quite understand because Michael Keaton immediately came back in the next scene with a reply to that where he got royalties instead no, 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 no. no, no, no. He they refuses suppo- it. They were supposed to get royalties. He covers it up by saying, my firm won't let me. Yes. And they go on a handshake basis that by a handshake by handshake basis, you will get your royalties. Yes. But Ryan from the office said, like, that is a non-negotiable. So I for- I don't understand what Michael Keaton's r- rationale he, he is. He cons them out of it at the yeah. table. Well, yeah, because he doing. gets them there. All he want to do is get them to the table. Yes. So by getting them to the table and also them getting emotionally to a place where – 
Well, they're a, just ready to give up. Where they're willing to do it, and then yes, where they are crushed enough that they know. Look, our our only choice here is to make a kind of a deal here, and when he offers them that handshake deal, I mean, they know when they when he shakes his hand, he's like, I know I'm never seeing this money. Like, you just a look on his face, and you okay. know too, because yeah. he's being a complete dick. I about thought it was a trick, but I was like, if there's oh, like it's a hundred percent a trick. Yeah, okay. And I I did like the scene with uh, Nick Offerman and Michael Keaton in the bathroom. Where he's explaining yes. to them, you don't even know why your brand is so successful. And he said, Crockburger, who wants to go there? But it's McDonald's. And it's right. I mean, and now it's, I mean, we don't know what it's like not to have McDonald's, but. Yeah. That scene, that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, here's going to be your scene. And it ended, it, it's interesting, but to me, that's not what the movie was about. Like, that's the place where, like in Saving Mr. Panks, that's where your. He goes to Australia and has tea with her. Yeah. Scene is supposed to be where it's like here's our here's oh, our I face agree. off. I agree. And when when the face off happens, I feel like it just rings a little less true because you're like, well, okay, yeah. I mean, it's interesting about McDonald's, but like, it's also the fact that they make it really fast and that as we move forward into the the next thirty years, like people are going to care less and less or have less and less time for this stuff. Um, it would have been a little more fascinating if they had included some of that within the dialogue. Yeah. But I still think it works. I do too. I just mean like it, it ends up I don't know. I feel like there could have been more there. Um I think more interesting is the part where the brother says like oh where he says, you know, a, a McDonald's is a guy who doesn't get stepped all over and he goes like, "Well, clearly that's not true." Like that that whole question of, well, I I'm not I'm pretty sure you have a check for 1.5 million dollars in your pocket, but that's still him being shitty cuz he knows that he just bought this thing for a song, mm-hmm. you know? Um yeah, and uh, I really like the uh, like when he tells the lie to Linda Cardellini the first time where he's just like, I started in 1954. And yes. um, then when he's trying to believe his own lies, it's 20. Was it 20 years later? Yeah. Because they move over to Beverly Hills in the 70s at the very end. And he's just like, <sighs> it all began on Lee Street. And like, I, I'm just like, oh, he's trying to believe his own lies. Like he's, he even to this day, he still has a hard time believing his own damn lie. Yeah. And it just that kind of fascinated me. Like by the end of the, as like, as it, the last shot before they cut to interview footage of Ray Kroc, it's a blurry, it, it's, it's out of focus and he's walking away. Yeah. And I'm like, so the, so it's, I mean, I, it's visually metaphor on the nose, but yeah. it's still, it worked for me. Like it's, it, he's really good at making biopics. I, I just realized yeah. Yeah, he's really good. at That's that. his thing. It's yeah. funny. The, uh, I love the shot right before that when they go to his house in Beverly Hills and we see like we see this house and we see this really nice car pull out of it and then it pans right and we realize that that's like that's probably like the butler's house <laughs> yeah. who's pulling the car around for them and his house is this giant mansion next door and you're like oh fuck you and then of course Linda Cardellini walks up and you just want to throw feces at the screen um, <laughs> because he's such a dog shit human well, she ended up they donating had... all his money anyway so yeah <laughs> they, they had to cast patrick wilson this guy that i never want to hurt like you just look at his face and you're like oh you're just so adorable like no one should ever hurt you <laughs> mm. i didn't i don't think that about patrick wilson but cool <laughs> i don't know patrick wilson looks like a real sweetheart who you should never steal his wife I'm just saying you watch insidious and then you're like oh fuck get away <laughs> <laughs> i also love the scene um in the beginning where in uh Michael Keaton first tries McDonald's 
And so he's like, doesn't understand. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. There's no silverware. Like, <laughs> he like awkwardly, stuff out. Yeah. He awkwardly sits on this bench and is like, where do I put my burger? Yeah. You know, where's the picnic tables? Yeah. Well, especially because they eat you, wherever you want. You also <laughs> see like what a miserable experience it is at a drive-in for him too. Where you're like, well, yeah. that doesn't work either. You know? Um, yeah. And I love, yeah. When they do, when they do their flashback and they talk about how their, their grand opening, like, Everyone hated the 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 paper products and all that stuff. Attacked like by flies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pharaoh would have let the Hebrews free. <laughs> oh yeah, that sequence is so good, man. Yeah. And, and how about Nick Offerman without a mustache? <laughs> that was that was off putting for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, they're great. Yeah, they yeah. were really good. Those guys. Man. Yeah, I want to know more about their story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Can exactly. we get a McDonald's biopic. Oh, yeah, the, and the part at the end where he, he builds the McDonald's right across from their stand. Yeah. What a like, dick! Oh, <laughs> it's like, fuck you. And then the <sighs> credits is like, put him out of business in like three months. It's yeah, like, ugh. yeah. Big M, Big M Burgers. It's pretty good. Yep, it's yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Rent it. Yeah, for sure. Or you go see it in theaters. Very yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. Go to a matinee, though. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I only paid five bucks for my movie, so. Yeah, no, that's fine. But if you're going to go, you got to go, like, this week, because next week Resident Evil comes out. Oh, and, yeah. And it'll then destroy the competition. The, the final <laughs> chapter. I'm no t- other films will be released. <laughs> I will, ch- I'll, will the... try to watch all five of them this week. Oh, man. Um, you know, They'll go by pretty fast, really short movies. Oh, but... yeah. And they're all the same. <laughs> I know. Well... When Paul Thomas Anderson true. comes back into the loop. Uh, Resident so Evil is did the, he do the I don't think he did the third one. Maybe that's why it's so different. Really? Yeah, oh, he, he has to have. He did the, the Vegas that one. Because that's the good one. one. Yeah, I don't think he did the Vegas one. Oh, well, maybe that's why it's so good. He came back for them. I remember going I think to the four Comic-Con. five, right? Yeah, because he went to the. I went to the Comic Con panel, mm. and he didn't come back until he could use the three D cameras that James Cameron used oh. on Avatar. Is that is that when he left to go do like three Three Musketeers? I think so Three Musketeers we or Alien vs Predator? Yeah, yeah, one of those. Oh, that's right. Which he probably just took the script from Resident Evil Four and yeah, put Alien uh, Predator in it. Instead of zombies, it's a predator. Yeah, because they're in a pyramid that constantly moves. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Good, good job. Hey, he makes money. He does. I may have he to does. skip next week, guys. <laughs> uh, that, well, your loss. I, I do know uh, I'm seeing it with my brother Alex because it's like our thing as we go see the new Resident Evil movies. That's awesome. So if you want to see it, I think Saturday morning, we'll be seeing it Saturday morning. Oh, that's cool. In Very 3D cool. IMAX. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there. Sweet. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. 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 Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds podcast.